and welcome to another episode of Yoga for the Revolution, a show about self-care in the age of resistance. Today, I want to talk about something I consider to be dangerous, insidious, scary, and also bullshit. Warning, I say bullshit. I'm not talking about hidden sugars or even the GOP this time. What's eating at me and possibly the fabric of our culture is uh, something you have heard of called the hustle or the hustle culture. This is all over the place. This term is everywhere from emails from the Levo League, Pinterest, Urban Outfitters, t-shirts, glittery coffee mugs everywhere. Last year, it was reported that one in two millennials, so that's half, have a side hustle. And that's something that's defined as a passion project outside of your regular nine to five. Whether you have a startup or you're selling feminist t-shirts or leading a girl gang or starting a podcast, it seems like the idea of hustle has taken over. And for some reason, this is aimed particularly at women. The idea of hustle is really closely related to our new commandment to be fierce bitches who run the world. And there's really nothing wrong with that. Why not be empowered? Why not feel like our actions create agency in the world? That is all awesome. What I have a problem with is the mandate that if you're not hustling, you're not living right. So I took a look at Pinterest. Just a cursory look reveals a couple of gems. Dreams demand hustle. Regular bitches rise and shine. Boss bitches rise and grind. 0% luck, 100% hustle, messy bun and getting stuff done. Hustle isn't just working on the thing you like. It means doing it aggressively. Also, uh, as this next one indicates, hustle means doing the things you don't enjoy so you can do the things you love. Interesting. So the way we talk about hustle is either doing a passion project, being aggressive, right? And that is communicated through language like fierce and boss bitch, or doing something you don't care about and don't like, but working really hard so you can get the money to do the things you do love. All across the board, nothing wrong with this. I really couldn't find anything wrong with women taking control of their lives, working hard, pushing themselves farther than they thought they could go. But here's the thing. We talk about a side hustle like it's a thing that's going to change the world, And maybe it is. Maybe it is the passion project. Maybe you and your riot girl punch needle art group are going to save democracy. I'm also completely obsessed with punch needle right now. So no knock on that. If I thought I could save our democracy with it, I would be 100% down with that. The same article that mentioned that half of millennials have a side hustle also mentioned that 24% of baby boomers also have a side hustle. And that the main reason people have a side hustle is not because they're pursuing their passions, but because they need the money. You could extrapolate to say they don't need the money to pursue their passions either. They just need it to make ends meet. Half of young Americans and almost a quarter of boomers are working a part-time gig in addition to their main gig because they need the money, not because they're fierce. My problem doesn't come with the actions. It comes with the branding. Most people need to work more than one job to make ends meet. That's the current state of affairs. That's the state of our country. That's where we are. Why are we branding it with calligraphy and female empowerment? What is that about? 
A good work ethic is a beautiful thing, and taking pride in hard work is a keystone of what we used to call the American dream. But it's the way we communicate this hard work as a millennial pink badge of honor that just rubs me the wrong way. 70% of millennials, 36% of boomers use a dedicated website or social media to promote their side hustle. That means that pretty much everyone we see on Instagram is a boss bitch who is rising and grinding. I know we need to work hard to survive, to thrive even, but I think we need to be honest about why we're doing it and how we're communicating it. So here's one thing about the why. You know what the number three side hustle is for boomers and millennials? Number three, the third most popular side hustle for everyone in the country, cleaning. Yeah, cleaning, cleaning other people's houses. Does that sound like a passion play to you? It doesn't to me. Maybe it is, but it sounds more like the people in this country need to do more work to make ends meet. And I don't think we should be making cute t-shirts about that. I think we should be aware of it. I am excited for people, again, probably mostly women who have an entrepreneurial spirit, who are working hard, who are going out and making things happen. I'm not denigrating that at all. Again, the thing I'm having a problem with is why we think that's pink and cute and curly cued and use this kind of faux aggro language around it. Put it up on a pedestal, listen to Beyonce. Like I don't understand how all of those things are working together. It kind of just seems rude and ignorant and really, really frustrating. It sounds like, like what a 23-year-old white girl thinks hustling is maybe doesn't match up with what a 45-year-old mom of three thinks when they're going to their second job. That said, that 23-year-old white girl might have crazy student loans, so maybe she does know exactly what hustling is. I'm just saying the way we talk about it is incredibly frustrating to me. We're conflating the idea of entrepreneurship with the necessity of working multiple jobs. And the reason that's important is the value we place on those things and how we perceive that work. People need to work to make money. That's not delightful. That's a fact of life. Why are we pretending that our side hustle is our dharma? Not to mention, if we do happen to have enough to live on, why must we hustle? Are we less fulfilled if we don't? What if we idle, enjoy, slow down? What if we work really hard at what we do, but are still, like, I don't know, mindful and efficient? There's something about hustle that indicates no rest, that indicates harder, faster, longer, working more, 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 more. Another reason how we talk about this is important. So here's another Pinterest nugget. The only cure for this struggle is to hustle. No, no, it isn't. We must be more discerning than that. Ladies, gentlemen, please, we have to be smarter than this. Hard work is necessary. Yes, we cannot sit down and wait for the world around us to change. Agreed, I am with you. Let's stand up. Let's work hard. Let's fight the good fight. But also, let's not run around like a chicken with our heads cut off. If someone is struggling, 
financially and they need several jobs to make ends meet, then yes, I think that in that sense, maybe hustle, quote unquote, will help the struggle. But I also think that's really not an accurate assessment of the situation. Here's what it says to me. It says, A, we think the only way out of poverty is hard work, which means what do we think of people who are struggling, people who are actually struggling? Do we think they'd be fine if they just worked harder? Because then we're ignoring the way our whole country is set up, the cycle of poverty, the crushing student loan debt. It is hard to get out from under right now. We are not making it easy to move people up the ladder. And by saying that struggle disappears if you hustle, we're ignoring all of that. There's another element here that I mentioned earlier, and that has to do with how we value busyness and not busyness. It's nothing new to note that our culture values busyness. We're also busy and so tired. And there's a little bit of a cult attached to that state as a goal. At the same time, we live in a culture where everything is commodified, even the non-material things. So there's always something to be busy for. There's always something better. There's always something better to have or to get or to be. Enough is never enough. And to me, that's a little bit the danger of glorifying the hustle because the hustle then becomes a distraction from being. I'm not talking about the work we must do to live. Having goals is good. Commitment and hard work are good. But what I'm calling the hustle at this point is the Pinterest calligraphy guilt machine that tells us to never rest and that we must strive to be either a boss bitch or we're basic, as if those are our only two choices. To me, this is a trap. It's a trap and it's a distraction. This consistent striving for the next thing, the other thing, the better thing, keeps us from actually truly being in the moment and from connecting with the circumstances of where we are right now. Of course, this is nothing new. A little Google searching will tell you that the third noble truth of Buddhism is the truth of the goal. And that can be translated as non-striving, meaning the struggle is a distraction from reality. In a way, struggling to make things different from what they are means that we're not living in our current reality. We're in our future reality or a separate reality that exists only in our heads. Also, in case that Google mention didn't tip you off, I'm not a Buddhist scholar. I just am a person who reads some things. So if this piques your interest, please learn more from those with more experience than I have. But here's a taste of what I mean. The most pain and suffering comes from wanting things to be different than they actually are. Of course, Sometimes this wanting is a great motivator for change, but too often we're stuck in the wanting and we never quite get to the action that makes the change. So we're stuck in the wanting and if we do get one thing, we want another because I don't know, the Pantone color of the year changes every 12 months and every season new clothes come out and the boot cut isn't cool anymore and you've got to have the skinny jeans, but then the skinny jeans are a little passe because really wide leg is the thing. And at the end of the day, you know, it's pants. Like what? Who cares? Now that's pretty superficial stuff and I know not everything is like that, but it's an example of how embedded the want for the other thing is in our whole culture, right? 
our whole country is built on rebellion and achievement, which seems like a great example of what hustle is all about. Again, is that all bad? I would say no, but I will say this, this trap, it goes hand in hand with the I'll be happy when loop. I'll be happy when I lose 10 pounds, when I'm married, when I get pregnant, when I finally get a promotion, when my loans are paid off, when my side hustle pays off. Just let me get through the week, through this administration, through to the midterms. Just let me get through the day, through this next news cycle. God, let me be anywhere but here right now. That is the trap. And I think the hustle disguises that trap. It makes wanting glittery and fierce and empowering. Again, I'm not saying that wanting more is necessarily bad, but when we keep moving, 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 we don't even know what our goals are. We just know that we're not good enough. I'm going to pause. Pause right here to say thank you for being right here with me right now. We just passed our one-year anniversary. Woo! And I still want to hear from you. What do you want to hear more about? More guests, more breathing, more trend-bashing takedowns of pop culture? I'm interested in your feedback, again, because I just want to make sure that this show is something that's helpful and useful for you in your life. Here are a few ways you can reach me. Yogafortherevolution.org. There's a contact link, and you can leave me a message there. Contact me on social, facebook.com slash yogafortherevolution, and then at Twitter, at y underscore f underscore t underscore r. And every once in a while, I hop on over to Instagram as yogafortherevolution as well, just in case you don't already know this about podcasts, you can subscribe to them even this one. So feel free to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher, Google Play, Overcast, Pocket Casts. We're kind of, you know, we kind of run the gamut there. Okay, so here we are experimenting with the idea of striving and non-striving. There has to be a balance, of course. It's not all about not wanting anything ever and not seeking change, because sometimes we need change, and we need to create a new reality. I find this to be true almost daily. I struggle with her current reality in a lot of ways, and you know I'm talking specifically about, you know, Congress, Paul Ryan's contributions from the NRA, and Trump's willingness to detain immigrants for no reason. Again, I'm, I'm not against change hard work, and reaching for a goal. I love the idea of creating a new reality that works for way more people than the reality we've constructed today. But we cannot do that if we are in a constant state of hustle. If we are chasing and chasing and never being in the moment as uncomfortable as it is. In order to determine what kind of change is needed, if any, We need to be still. We need to shut down Pinterest and Instagram and LinkedIn. And we do need to sit still and stop freaking hustling for a GD second. I'm not saying that if you work three jobs, you have to quit one so that you can meditate on change. What I am saying is if you're attached to being busy all the time, if you notice yourself feeling guilted, for taking a quiet moment because you feel like you should be hustling, 
I'm saying take a pause in that moment and reconsider. One way to pause is meditation. We've talked about that here. Some ways are just to breathe, take a few deep breaths, get in touch with your body. One way to meditate that I've been instructed in, and again, just instruction from others that I am passing on to you, please do some additional investigation, but I was instructed in the Shambhala tradition, and that meditation has several steps. I'm not going to walk you through like a whole Shambhala training because I'm not qualified to do so, but what I can tell you is that for me, these steps translate not just on the cushion, but out in the world. So the first step we talk about is take your seat, which if you take this idea to a practice outside of traditional meditation, could mean to just, you know, stop, pause, take your seat, own it. Just stop and be where you are for a second, own wherever you are, recognize where you are right now. Check in, notice how you're showing up in the moment, anxious, afraid, energetic, ambitious, hurt, just check in. Feel the body breathing. You can call this mindfulness. For me, I like to ask the question, what does it feel like to breathe in your body right now? If you took this off the cushion, what does it feel like to be where you are without the new genes or in this current news cycle, in this job? What does it feel like to be where you are right now? And then labeling or awareness. On the cushion, you might try to notice when the mind wanders. It goes on a trip. It tells a story. One way to bring yourself back is simply to label it, to say to yourself, thinking, and then come back to the breath. It's a technique to help you notice when you're lost. And we would want to do this with non-judgmental self-awareness, right? That is not necessarily the same vocabulary from Shambhala. It does come for me, from my Kripalu traditions, but I think it runs parallel and hand in hand, right? This isn't the idea of like, damn it, you're lost in thought. It's just simply, oh, you were thinking, what does it feel like to breathe? So noticing those moments on the cushion or off where you're, lo- you're gone, right? You're down a Pinterest rabbit hole or you're on Instagram and you're just, you're gone. Noticing it and then coming back coming back to your physical body, coming back to your surroundings. Maybe you ask what you're running away from, but maybe you don't. Maybe you just come back. Just come back and be in the present moment. So I think we can take this kind of technique and use it to kind of undermine the glittery magnetism of the hustle. Let me get off Pinterest, shut off the news, whatever it is. How do I feel? Like I'm not enough? Like I'm hurt? What does it feel like to be here right now? Not wishing it were different. Not running away from that. Just being that. Come back there. I think this is the only way to determine what, if anything, actually needs to change. If you get out of the panic cycle or the addiction to the hustle, then you can use discernment to get you to the next step. What will it take to change things? Do I want to pursue a second career or is this just a hobby? Do I need it to make money or is this for fun? Do I need to post about it or just do the activity? Does it need a website? Does it need a community? What need is this fulfilling? 
right? So this is also a technique to use when things are completely unsustainable and you're miserable and things must change. Slow down. Stop thinking about life in another reality. And trust me, the reason why I talk about this stuff is because it's what I need to learn also. I do this, especially when I'm sitting in meditation, I'm constantly thinking about a separate reality. And it's very close to the current one, but it's slightly different where I look a little bit better and there are a lot less Republicans. But the goal is to come back to the present reality because we cannot change anything here if we don't live here. If we live in our heads and we live in the hustle, we're not going to change the present. We're only escaping the present. We need to focus on what actually needs to change. What can I do to take small steps to change it? And doesn't that feel really different than boss bitches rise and grind? It does to me because there's something about rise and grind that says mindless. It says not present. It says blind. And maybe it doesn't say that to you. Maybe it's motivating to you. And then kudos. I'm simply asking you to ask the question, is the hustle an escape? Is it a necessity? Is it adorable? Is it motivating? I just want us to take a look at it because it seems really dangerous to me. So if we ask the questions about the motivation for the hustle, if we continue to strive to stay in the present moment, we may be able to actually see efficient ways to change that may also require hard work. But that technique, that being present, may allow us to let go of the hustle for things that don't matter and instead focus on committing to change that does matter. So screw the hustle for now, maybe. Try it as an experiment. And until next time, keep breathing and live to fight another day. Get the hustle!